Welcome, friends, to Crazy Women Country, where women's voices matter. We bring you the greatest female voices in the music industry, from the artists, songwriters, and producers, to managers and executives, and all the women who make the music industry what it is today. Thank you for joining us. Welcome, friends, to another episode of Crazy Women Country. I'm Donna, and today I am here with the amazing Annie Neely. How are you doing? I'm great, Donna. It's great to be here with you today. Thanks for having me. I am a crazy oh, country so- woman, so I'm, <laughs> I'm pleased and proud to be here. Oh, I'm so glad you're here. So the only thing we didn't talk about before we got started today, um, which is kind of rare, it was the weather. Now, I know you're in West Virginia, and I believe you're starting to get snow right now. Uh, it's yeah. nice and... Um, cool here in Florida. I'm saying that because we're in like the mid seventies and the sun's been kind of hidden this week. So it's been nice today. Yeah, it's, uh, it's cold here. It was 21 this morning when we woke up and there's ice on the windshield and frost and snow kind of still lingering. It snowed a bunch on, uh, gosh, the other day, I can't remember which day it was, but it snowed a lot. We got like three inches of snow. It was crazy. So yeah, winter just kind of said, hello, we're here. Let's get, let's do it. So yeah, I'm in my basement and I'm all bundled up. So, oh my goodness, and, and I'm here wearing t-shirts and shorts like usual. So I apologize <laughs> for that. I'll I'll try to send you some send some cool all right. kind of mix it up a little. Yeah, it's all oh. it's always cold down here in the studio. I don't know why, but that's all right. Keeps the brain moving. Absolutely, absolutely. And you have to stay moving too because you know. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Oh, so we do love to start with the most difficult question. I know the weather was not it. Fabulous. <laughs> tell us, tell us, who is Annie Neely? Oh my gosh, that is a very difficult question. <laughs> um, wow, I'm an Appalachian American woman who uh, sings and writes songs and has always loved music, and. Uh, um, I am a mom and also and a band leader and a wife and a tour director and a, all the things musician and backup singer and all the things that come along with, you know, just kind of being a lifer musician. So I've been doing this a long time and I keep thinking I'll stop. And then I'm like, well, what else would you do? You love it. So just keep on going, you know, so I do always find projects to keep me interested and just keep it rolling. And, and yeah, so, oh, and I'm, I'm a daughter and a sister and I'm lucky enough to still have my parents and uh, we live real close to them here in West Virginia. And um, yeah, so that's about it, I guess. <laughs> well, that's all exciting. Teacher, so teacher. I'm a lot of things. <laughs> the wearer of many hats. I am. Yeah. Yeah, for yeah. sure. I think as women, we just do it all sometimes, don't we? We do. Yeah. We're like kind of born to multitask. And and uh, and I, I am a person that likes to have many, many different things going at one time. Like I'm not a one job kind of person. I like to be moving in many different directions. So, yeah, which is great because music makes kind of forces that, you know, you're always moving in different directions. So true. So obviously, uh, some of our audience may not have met you yet. So tell us about your latest release, which actually came out last September. Uh, it did. Big Moon. You want to tell us all about moon. that? Yeah, Big, Big Old, old moon. moon. Sorry. That's okay. Um, yeah, it, those were songs. It, the The release came out. We weren't sure when to release it because of COVID. You know, it was recorded the weekend of um, the anniversary of the um, Apollo moon landing. So it was recorded on the 50th anniversary of the Apollo moon landing in Point Pleasant, West Virginia, which if you're familiar with West Virginia at all, is the home of the Mothman. So in this, so we kind of, we recorded it in our friend's studio, Bud Carroll, a great player and, and producer and, and engineer. And, uh, he lives in a cabin, like not too far where the fir- from where the first Mothman sightings happened in, back in the fifties. So it's kind of has a really cool vibe to it. It was the hottest weekend of 2019, July 19th and 20th. And we recorded everything live in his house. So I went back and did 
I just did scratch vocals and went went back and did some vocal backups, although a lot of the stuff we kept, but it was all pretty much live. And um, yeah, we got it done real quick. And then COVID hit and about six months later before the mixes were done. And then we were like, well, we got a record and it's just sitting around. So, but all those songs were, um, I wrote a lot of them, like when we still lived in Nashville before we moved back to West Virginia. And they just kind of took on a different life when they got here um, to back to the mountains. And then some of them were new and uh, some of them were collaboration with my husband, who's my bass player and sometimes co-writer. We write together and separately. And uh, so, yeah, um, it's, it's a great record. I really love it. It has, uh, we call it um, acid waltz country <laughs> because it kind of, you know, the, the songs are kind of, a lot of them are kind of spacey and, but it's all with a country theme. I mean, country music is in my veins. I didn't even know it was until I tried to be like a punk rocker a long time ago and I love punk rock music, but every time I open my mouth, it just sounded like Appalachia. So I was like, okay, it's just in there. I'm going to roll with it. So I did. Yeah. Big well, Old Moon's a great It's record. an amazing I'm album. I'm really proud of it. Mm -hmm. What's that? It's an amazing album. I was listening to it. So thank you. I Even though I got it. the title wrong, I was listening. It. it was great. So. <laughs> yeah, we have it on Ooh. vinyl too. We got it done on vinyl, which is, is cool because now there's a big vinyl um like backup like you can't get anything pressed and and we just happen to have a friend in nashville who has amazing mastering independent mastering our friend eric khan and he's like hey why don't you go with these guys and they kind of squeezed us in through back channels um <clears throat> vinyl lab which is the newest pressing facility in in nashville and they're great they were great to work with lovely people cool facility we're gonna go back there and, and do a live show so at their because they've got like a a whole studio for live performance and and a bar and party space and all this stuff so we're going to go back and, and do that probably next spring or summer yeah so wonderful i'm excited for that for sure for you oh so was, were there any songs off here obviously sometimes with the covid and everything in the chaos were there any yeah. songs off here that you were like like and i know this may change because they're all your babies right but were right. there any that you're like this is like my favorite right now <laughs> yeah it changes um wow um i really really love hero um because it's a song that kind of started it started in nashville and it started but it had so i was trying to teach myself to play um i'm a terrible piano player but i was trying to teach myself to play lean on me by bill withers from Slap Fork, West Virginia, West Virginia native, Bill Withers, um, who I met actually when I came back here. And even though he lives in California, he was in town. And and I, anyway, it was great to meet him. And I nearly, cr I cried, nearly fell down and passed out. But I was trying to teach myself to play that song, which is an amazing song. We all know that song. And it's real simple um, to play on the piano. But um, I was, I couldn't figure it out, parts of it and, and uh, with any degree of, you know, skill. But then Hero just kind of came floating in. And I took it to my friend, Matt Moody, who is a fantastic songwriter in Nashville and um, had a band called Hands Down Eugene. And, um, and he kind of layered some other things in my, in my brain with it. And then, and then we came back here and it's actually written about a friend from here. So it just kind of, that one just has, it has multiple layers. And it's, it's a kind of, it's very slow and it's very kind of sad, but it's just, I don't know. I just love it. It, it, it resonates a lot with me. That one does. And, uh, and I, I guess that one and maybe Augusta sometimes because Augusta, Augusta is about living here. I left here when I was 17 years old and I didn't come back for a long time. So it's, it was, it's kind of a song about like a couple of the songs on the album are about like being an adult person in a place that where your familiarity is as a child because it's they're two different things and that how you how you see people that you knew and how much you've changed from being away and how much they have changed but have not changed because they haven't gone anywhere and 
it's uh, there's a lot of that feeling on the record, like reconciling past and and future together in a past place in a future scenario. So pres- present and future scenario. So, yeah. So. But that's and so I guess true, big it, old moon. What's that? No, I was going to say that's so true because I was I felt that journey when like, obviously not going to your hometown, but I was just thinking about if I went back to my hometown and things like that too, it's just, that's how I felt when I was listening to parts of the so- different songs. And I'm like, you know, I'm like, yeah, you're right. Like there are some people that just haven't changed and you know, their friends on where mm-hmm. social media, maybe Facebook or whatever. And you yeah. tell that they haven't changed. And that mentality is just still there. And it's like, okay. Yeah. Yeah. And they, they love their lives and they've been very <laughs> successful in their lives and they're very happy. Yeah never having left this tiny little place where we're from. And, and that's a beautiful thing. And it's something that I can't wrap my brain around because I went (laughs) everywhere, you know? Mm -hmm. And, um, but it's, it's interesting trying to, to interact with that on a daily basis. But then I was going to say that big old moon is a song that I wrote about my son. And we went to the studio and I said, it's a beautiful lullaby. My son's first word was moon. And we used to go out in the front yard when he was a baby and he'd say, you see that big old moon? And uh, so I wrote this song around, it was kind of like a lullaby. And then Bud heard it and he was like, rock and roll. So he just like threw (laughs) this like massive Telecaster riffs on it. And it just got really big. And it's so fun to play live. You know, that one is really, really fun because people sing along and, which is amazing. Every time that happens, I'm sure that any other women who have been on your show and I've watched a couple of the episodes, like anytime somebody sings your lyrics back at you is like makes your day in the most incredible way. It's so amazing. So. Okay. But I'm not going to sing anything back to you because I probably shouldn't <laughs> sing lip sync maybe, but you know, I always tell her, cause I, I'm, I, you know, I'm just not that uh, tone adequate, you know, I'm pretty tone deaf. So, uh, yeah. But you love it. And that's the important part. I do. So, yeah. Yeah, I do. Absolutely. So tell me, who are some of the women that inspire you musically? Oh, uh, wow. Number one, Lucinda Williams. Oh, my gosh. I met her two months after I moved, three months after I moved to Nashville. We both went to go see Derek Trucks, the Derek Trucks band. Derek at the time was traveling. He was a child. He was like 16, I think. So his dad was like traveling with him and he had a baseball cap on. And and I don't even think it was like the Derek Trucks band at that point. It certainly wasn't Tedeschi Trucks. It was more like, you know, Derek Trucks and the whatever backing band he had with him. But we knew it was amazing. And um, so we went to this little club in Murfreesboro, Tennessee, and Lucinda was there. And uh, I was like, well, I'm going to go chat with her and she was so totally cool but I had just gotten to Nashville and she said I was like dude what do I like how this is how do I deal with this place you know this kind of at the time this was 1999 so at the time Nashville was very different than it is now I mean it was just a tiny little like weird odd music (laughs) you know like it was cool. Like, but you would just see, like, I saw Martina McBride at the grocery store all the time. She's like, Hey, you know, and her kids are with her and like everybody, you know, it was just small. It was just really small. And, um, so I said, what do I do in this space? And she said, it's a seven year town and you're going to play for seven years and nobody's going to have any idea who you are. And then after seven years, like you're just going to, people are just going to know your name in this town. And she was on the month like spot on like within seven years it was like you know i would say hey i would call places and say hey this is annie neely i want to book and they're like oh yeah hey you haven't played here now i've been gone for seven years and uh you know i i know lots of people who own places and i can still get gigs there but it's not the same as i don't know people when i walk down the street as much as i did before so it's different place now but yeah so lucinda Loretta Lynn, how many times have I seen Coal Miner's Daughter? I cannot even tell you. Um, Loretta, Tammy Wynette, oh my Lord. So Tammy Wynette, people used to make fun of that song, Stand By Your Man. And I was like, okay, I'm going to learn Stand By Your Man so I can play it at open mic nights as a joke, right? So I picked up a Tammy Wynette album and I was just learning that song because it was a joke. 
And then I started listening and I was like, this woman is the greatest singer of country music I've ever heard. And I became an instant fan. And I just was listening over and over and over again. The way she like frames her lyrics and just, and lets her voice drop on certain notes and just like, just to make the drive, the drama and like hold the emotion in it. It's, she is a master. She was a master. Um, who else? Bobby Gentry. Love Bobby Gentry. Um, man, uh, there are so many. <laughs> so <laughs> many. Um, uh, in the bluegrass world. So I played bluegrass for a long time and I still do whenever I can. Um, there's a woman named Hazel Dickens, West Virginia native Hazel Dickens. Uh, she died back in 2008. But Hazel was a huge influence on me. She was a um, probably the top. A female woman bluegrass songwriter that ever existed and um to this day she still is one of the top and um she just has a real kind of like no holds barred driving just like here is what life is like in your face here it is and i just i mean it's punk rock you know there's nothing more punk rock than hazel so love her there's, it would be easier for me to name somebody I didn't like. <laughs> didn't influence me because I, I hear everything. Yeah. So. Absolutely. There's so many great women out there. And, and I think sometimes we don't get to mention all of them. And, you know, getting to talk like this, we have to find new women that we may not have heard of or. Absolutely. Yeah. So. Yeah. 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 So would you like to do our 20 crazy questions now? Oh, I'd love to. I love 20 crazy questions. Yeah. <laughs> I'm ready. Wonderful. Shoot. Okay, great. And I swear we won't get arrested yet. Okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me, what's your Dance Like Nobody's Watching song? The song you absolutely have to dance to. Oh, Dance Like Nobody's Watching song. Um. Oh, man. So I, like <laughs> literally any Adele song any Adele yeah. song. Like if I'm alone and Adele is on, I am dancing. I love Adele. Um, it might just be kind of a free flowing thing, but yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Adele for sure. Or the clash. <laughs> Anything. Um, yeah. I, I am definitely a dance. Like no one's watching person. I do that for sure. <laughs> oh, okay. So Let's follow this up with tell me the uh, perfect workout song or perfect workout workout genre. Oh, um, without question, um, anything by James Brown. I, I like or the and the funky three corners, like that whole like <laughs> funk thing. Anytime Bootsy Collins is playing the bass, you can work out to it for sure. <laughs> yeah, yep, James Brown, no doubt. Oh, that's my uh, workout playlist now. <laughs> that's a new one. I haven't heard that yet. That's why I was like, I, I love, I love these questions. I'm like, oh, I can work to now. Yeah. Cool. So tell me the top, your top two favorite concerts you've ever attended. Wow. Hard one, dude. Huh? I've been to a lot of concerts. That's a tough one. Okay. Uh, Aretha Franklin at the mm. Ryman Auditorium. Mm. Um, I saw her twice. And I honestly couldn't tell you which one was better, but, but that has to be one. Um, because I just cried the entire time and, um, it, she was absolutely incredible. So Aretha and <laughs> the weirdest country band that ever existed, the Grateful Dead, um, <laughs> that would be in probably the Hampton, Virginia show that I saw when I was in college, it's kind of a famous show. Um, if you're a, if you're in the Grateful Dead family, but yeah, the Grateful Dead are hands down the most bizarre country band that ever existed. And 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 I I love their music. I'm a huge Deadhead, and uh, yeah, so probably that that Hampton show is is definitely the one. Yeah, but you know, I I can't even begin to Clarence Gatemouth Brown and like this tiny. I saw Bob Dylan in a club. So that was a pretty good show too. Yeah. 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 That was great. There were like 200 people there. Gillian Welch was there. David Rawlings was there. And Emmylou Harris was there. We're like standing next to each other in front of Bob Dylan. I was like, this doesn't suck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
That's pretty a pretty cool. awesome concert. Yeah, you know. That was a good show. Yeah, I mean, there's like, mm-hmm. you know, Bob Dylan is singing songs and there's 200 people in a room. So it was yeah. it was pretty cool. Yeah, it was great. I have to say, I love the more intimate sessions like that. Like instead of like, no, granted, I see the huge ma- major stadiums and I, and I get, you know, <laughs> every, every artist probably wants to play those, right? But I love those intimate sessions, like the just yeah. the small crowds, the it just feels so much more intimate. And, and I just love it. And, and the rawness and just get to appreciate yeah. it without like a whole like crowd just screaming, whatever, you know. So, yeah. Just yeah. Me. Everyone there is completely focused on what's mm-hmm. happening on the stage. And it just it makes it kind of takes on like a different. It, it brings some other thing into the room when that happens, you know, and mm-hmm. I have seen people do it in stadiums before Stevie wonder did it in the stadium once when I felt oh, well, uh, arena. Um, I have seen it happen, but it's, it's so much in those smaller rooms. It's just, it's easier to make that kind of ethereal presence reverberate, you know, mm-hmm. for sure. So Absolutely. So uh, tell our audience uh, some albums, maybe some artists they need to listen to before they die. Um, Okay. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Wow. Before they die. Um, Obviously your, your albums, we need, they need to listen to. Right. right? So listen to my Mm album. Listen, listen to Hazel Dickens and Alice Gerard. They have, they have two, the pioneering women of bluegrass record is uh, Hazel Dickens and Alice just, they have something really, really special together. So definitely listen to that one. Um, Emmy Lou Harris live at the Ryman. If you haven't heard that record, listen to that record. And Wrecking Ball, which was produced by David Landois, which I, oh, that's a beautiful record right there. Um, oh, I think you froze just a minute. Hold on. And, sure, and, and that, that's a good one. Working Man's Dead is on my list. What's that? Did we lose? You froze just a minute. It was funny. Like Working Man's just, Dead. All of a sudden you froze. Oh, yeah. did I? Okay. <laughs> so Working Man's Dead. Um, oh, man. I'm going to forget. I'm going to wake up in the middle of the night and go, <laughs> oh, I forgot. You know, like, so that's, that's totally going to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, man, there are just I'm going to so get a message records. in the middle of the night. <laughs> yeah. Sandy Denny. Sandy is one of my favorite records of all time. Really good one. Wow. Yeah. Coco Taylor and her blues machine. And then I'll end on this one. Uh, Aretha Franklin's amazing grace record. It is there's, they just put the movie out. So it was, it's a live record of a performance that she did in Los Angeles in 19, I think 70 if not 74. Um, and it is one of the most beautiful things in the world. There you go. I, I'm going to end it there because <laughs> I could go on for days. <laughs> okay. So I'll just ask you when we need some new music, who should we listen to? Give us something. Oh, wow. I'm listening to SG Goodman right now. I love mm-hmm. SG Goodman. She's amazing. Um, I'm looking forward to the new Hello June record. I heard some of it the other yeah. night right here in my basement. I heard new record, new mixes. So check that out. Um, I am also listening to um, Sharon Van Etten a lot. I love Sharon. I love Angel Olsen. Um, they do a thing together. Um, let's see. Who else am I listening to that's new? Uh, there's a hip hop artist from West Virginia named Shalem. Um, and he's really awesome. Uh, I love his tunes. You can find him all over YouTube. He's got a song called a tune called sugar water. That was, it had some pretty, pretty threw up some pretty big numbers on YouTube. Um, I'm not sure if he has anything out. I think he releases his singles on like Spotify and iTunes and all that stuff. So you can find him there. Uh, uh, let's see who else am I listening to? That's new. Uh, Wow. Okay, I'm drawing a blank, so we'll just stop there. <laughs> it's all good. Now, here's here's a good question. Okay. Guilty pleasure music. Do you have any music that uh, is on your iPod or playlist or anywhere that no one knows you really listen to? No one knows I really listen to. Oh, man. 
I mean, honestly, like probably there's some Grateful Dead stuff on there that no, that people would just be like, really? Are you listening to that again? <laughs> um, that might be it. I don't really have. No, I really don't <laughs> think I have anything like that. Every I'm just kind of, oh, well, I don't know. I listened to the new Taylor Swift record and, and my, my husband and my son listened to it too. And I, I think she's an amazing human being. I've never been a huge fan of her music, but I listened to this new record and I was like, you know, I'd probably throw that on my, I'd probably throw that on again and listen to that again. They didn't care for it, but, but I thought, okay. Yeah. Oh, and Lizzo. Oh my God. I love Lizzo. So I guess she, she's like, but she, I listen to it out loud in the house. I mean, <laughs> we don't really do guilty pleasures in my house. Like everybody can listen to whatever they want to at any time, judgment free, you know? So yeah, I love Lizzo. She's awesome. Oh, I love it. Lots of music. That's all that matters, right? Yeah. 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 So hypothetically, if I came to you and said, I need to hide a dead body. Do you know a good place? I do. I know four. Um, I've <laughs> my my best friend and I have discussed this at length. Yeah, West Virginia is full of places for um, that. Yeah, I can hide a dead body in a heartbeat. Oh. Nobody would ever find him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, I'll we'll just call you. That's all. Appalachia. <laughs> I will just call you. That's all. Okay. Good. <laughs> Well, do you have a game plan for zombie apocalypse? Wow. Uh, odd, oddly, we have talked about it because we just watched Night of the Living Dead. <laughs> my 13, if we do movie night every weekend here, somebody picks a new movie and my husband picked Night of the Living Dead. So we kind of discussed this very recently, like what we would do. And uh, fortunately, my son and my husband are both pretty good shots. So... <laughs> I guess I'd be okay for a while till we ran out of ammo. <laughs> yeah. Hold up, hold up, stay put. Yeah. Board stuff, I guess. <laughs> Perfect. I'll just bring you some ammo and just hang out. Well, you and I can cook yeah, whatever and hold exactly. down. Yeah. We'll just yeah, be like, we'll are be you good. having fun yet? Yeah. <laughs> oh. In your opinion, what job would you be terrible at doing? God, what I'd be terrible at doing. Um, <coughs> I've done so many jobs. Let's see. Um, I can honestly say that I am a terrible server. I'm really bad at it. I'm no good. I tend to hover and make people uncomfortable. And <laughs> I that is just not a quality that any server should have. So yeah, I'm bad at it. I'm probably the only musician that's never been like a server that's never served in a restaurant before. I have, I did it for two weeks and I was so bad at it that I quit and returned to my standby job of lifeguarding, which I'm really good at. So, or was when I was, when I, when I was still certified. So, um, but yeah, I went back to lifeguarding from serving, even though the money was way better. I was like, yeah, that's way too, it's too much for me. Like, <laughs> That's why you're hovering. It's that lifeguard mentality. That's what it is. You're yeah. just watching. Make I gotta sure watch. Okay. You're not, you're not gonna choke, sure are you? I gotta... <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so tell me, what's the first thing you would do if you won the lottery? Uh, wow. Quit my job. Uh, <laughs> to call my husband and have him quit his job. And then uh, Sarah and I would probably make a, form a company together and call you and say, Let's make this woman thing happen right now and take over the world from there. Yeah. Perfect. World <laughs> domination. I'm in. <laughs> no, don't tell my day job. I already uh, proposed world domination with them. So it's all good though. Awesome. It's healthcare. So it, it kind of crosses over. Right. Exactly. Well, so tell us, what's the last thing you read? A good book? A few emails? I don't know. Ooh. I am um, reading... <laughs> I well okay so I'm also in graduate school um I'm a teacher in my day job and I really do love teaching but um I don't have a formal certification so I'm in graduate school to get that which I don't recommend having a band and having a full-time job and having a family and a dog and go I don't recommend that zero stars definitely do not recommend 
but um so but i am reading a lot of interesting things about educational psychology and uh special education right now so that's kind of so i learned about like the um idea the um and the ada and lots of things that relate to special education which is cool um but I am also reading Rocket Boys by Homer Hickam Jr., which is, they made a movie of it called October Sky. And I'm rereading it with my son, who's 13 and super into NASA. So it's, we're reading it together, the two of us. We're doing like a chapter a day and reading it together. So yeah, I read a lot. I love reading. So. Awesome. Awesome. And yes, I totally understand with graduate school, uh, you know, I started college full-time when I was uh, an adult in a full-time day job. And I'm like, this was like the dumbest thing I ever did. Now I understand why people go like, but I was like, I didn't know what I wanted to be when I grew up. I still don't, you know? So I know. Yeah, I know. I get it's it. It's hard. It is. People don't know. It's like 10 o'clock at night and you're like, I don't want to write the paper. I don't <laughs> want to write it. I want to go to bed. Yeah. It, or you per, or the, the best part is I, I used to procrastinate till like the last day and I'd be like how many pages this has to be okay I have to like seven to ten pages in one day okay if I start at 12 o'clock I should finish before the deadline at midnight tonight we got this and, and then yeah. like one day done I, but still it was you and I have the same mo it is a terrible way to work why do we do that to ourselves I don't know we'll start but, everything else first yeah yeah yeah, yeah I got it so, it's all good it's life, right? Gotta live it exactly. and love it. Exactly. Do you prefer boots or heels? Boots. No question. Yeah. I totally agree. I'm not sure why heels are so relevant anymore because, you know, ever since COVID, I'm like, why? It's kind of like, you know, we can all wear comfy pants and go out, right? I wore nothing but cowboy boots for like four years of my life. Like I went to the beach with cowboy boots on. Always, I had cowboy boots on. Like I just lived in them, and the the cobbler in Washington D.C. Like I took, I loved these boots, and I took them to him. And one day he'd like resold them like three times, and finally he was like, "No more, go get a new, a new pair." pair. Of boots. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so oh. I took a picture of them. They're actually up on Instagram because I was duct taping the. Uh, the ball of the foot there was a hole in the ball of it and I just I was like forget it and I just wanted to wear them so I duct taped them and I, I was like before I threw them away I took a picture and put it on Instagram I'm like these things are amazing so best boots ever <laughs> yep exactly <laughs> well so if we created a movie about your life who would you want to play you mm. oh man uh <laughs> wow <laughs> that's a great question uh who would play me maybe Anne hathaway i like her um but somebody a little bit grittier maybe i'm very tall so she's tall that's who i was thinking of tall people so i it has to be I always think that when you think about like, if they don't, if, if somebody has like an imposing, cause I'm a tall, big woman and I'm loud. Mm -hmm. Right. So you can't <laughs> just cast somebody who's like small and quiet because when you walk through life as a mm -hmm. tall, big woman, who's loud, you don't like your life experience is different than average size women, you know? And mm -hmm. Again, I mentioned Sarah from Hello June. We've talked about this before because she's five to, I mean, she's tiny. And, um, but she's like an average size woman, a little bit, actually, she's, I think, shorter than average size woman. But so her life experience as a woman is way different than mine. It's not that I have never felt threatened in situations because every woman has felt threatened at one time or their lives. But when you stand almost six feet tall in cowboy boots, <laughs> like, there are just things that men like who might think about saying something or doing something. They won't do it because they know that they're going to get their ass kicked. Pardon my French, but um, yeah. So anyway, it would have to be somebody kind of imposing, I guess. Um, but yeah, I don't know. There's a lot of British actresses that I, that I like who might, who might you know, do the it. first person I, I thought like, of when you said like that big, you know, remind me of uh, Charlize Theron in some of her more action movies. That just that yeah. big character of her and that, yeah. yeah, somebody who's got like yeah some some grit to him, 
Yeah, yeah. she'd be great, actually. She'd be awesome. So, yeah. All right, I'll call her. her up. We'll make it happen. Let's do it. Yeah. <laughs> we'll figure out the funding later. Right. <laughs> oh, so this might be the second most difficult question. Okay. Where's Waldo? Where is Waldo? My dad's name is Wally. So he's at the house I grew up in just up the street. <laughs> His nickname is Waldo. People call him Waldo. So whenever whenever I've seen the book, Where's Waldo? I was like, that's my dad. So there he is. I love that. Oh, I'll just have to call you now and be like, hey, where's your dad? Where's my for Waldo? <laughs> it's a good name. We almost named my son Wally. And I was like, can he have a name Wally? I don't know. So we didn't we didn't go with that ultimately. But yeah. It's a cool name. Absolutely. So in your opinion, what's the best thing since sliced bread? Oh, man. <laughs> the best thing since sliced bread. Um, well, I have to say two things that immediately spring to mind. The dishwasher is arguably the greatest human invention mm -hmm. of all time. And the waffle cone. I'm a huge fan of a homemade waffle cone. Those things, those two things are pretty, pretty amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would agree with you. <laughs> hey, after Hurricane Ian, we were like still hand washing with a hot pot of water where we had to go boil it first. And, you know, like that whole theory, because we didn't have electricity. So we had to use propane. And yeah, it was, it was fun. Let me tell you. But it was like rustic camping. I'm like, okay, I'm over this. After, I'm done. Yeah. Exactly. After a little after two weeks, I'm like, done. Let's get, let's get everything yeah. back to, you know, running water, electricity. Right. Let's get back yes. to civilization. <laughs> yes, exactly. That's a very first world thing, I guess, that I just said. But yeah. Yeah. The dishwasher. It helps make when you're as busy as I am at, you know, yeah. things like convenience things really just make a big difference. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Absolutely. Kind of like air fryers. I love them. Oh, awesome. I don't have one of those. <gasps> oh, my people goodness. People tell me they're great. It, it will change your life. Trust me. Because I'm like, we tried to go like get French fries out. And I'm like. I can't do them. Like, I can't do them in oil anymore. Like, I'm like, they're just gross. Like, they're gross to me anymore. I'm like, except for the occasional fresh cut in like peanut oil or something. But I'm like, oh my God, you put French fries in there, like fresh cuts or whatever. Just kind of like, well, you know, baking was okay. But the air fryer, I'm like, it's like having a regular French fry without oil. Like, it's, it's just, ah, oh, telling me. Okay, I'm getting one. <laughs> You've sold me on that. I'm getting it. Okay. Okay. If your husband's watching, ex uh, here's a good uh, <laughs> Christmas, Christmas present Christmas idea. <laughs> Family Christmas present. Yay. Yes. Yes. Definitely. <laughs> definitely. Oh, so would you rather cook or order in? Oh, cook. I'm a good cook. I love cooking for sure. And around here, you can't order anything like back in Nashville or in when we're in Pittsburgh and we're visiting up there, like you can get really cool takeout stuff, but you can't, the takeout around here is not so great. So yeah. Yeah. We'll just, I, I, I'm a pretty good cook. Maybe like a pizza every once in a while. Every once in a while. Yeah. But yeah. So speaking of pizza, what is the uh, worst pizza topping in your opinion? Worst pizza topping in my opinion. Okay. Um, green peppers. I'm, I can't eat green peppers. So if, if a pizza has green peppers on it, I just won't eat it. Done. I will eat pineapple before I'll <laughs> eat green peppers on a pizza. So... That draw, okay. So if I draw a line there. So are you on the yay or nay side on pineapple? Just yeah, you'll eat it. You know, I will. Maybe I will. Yeah, I'm not. Mm. I'm not opposed to, and I like anchovies too. I mean, I'll. I'm. I'm pretty open minded when it comes to pizza toppings, but no green pepper. So yeah. Okay, as long as, long as it's like they they have to like. Yeah, I can't see the little fish on there. I can't. Like, I, I, it'd be fine if it was like mixed in the sauce or something. Like, kind of like when you do the Caesar dressings, it's mixed in. Right. I don't see it's it. It's in there. It's fine. <laughs> or as chopped fine uh, or something. Yeah. yeah. So it kind of looks like a mushroom. Yeah. <laughs> a little yeah. bit of mushroom. <laughs> a little mushroom. There you go. <laughs> Just tell me it's a mushroom. We're fine. Oh, what do you wish would magically clean itself? Wait, what? Tell, you froze for a minute. So tell me about that one again. Repeat that one. Oh. What do you wish would magically clean itself? Oh, my entire house. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I, I love cooking. I'm not a huge fan of cleaning. So, yeah, it would be great if like, 
they would just sprinkle magic cleaning fairy juice dust all over the house and it would just magically <laughs> take care of itself because oh no don't love it at all no one has time for that stuff you know uh, just clean itself uh, right yeah just do it i don't want i don't have time i do like a clean house like i think better if, if, if the house is is clean and organized but sometimes i just i i you know if it's cleaning or napping i'm gonna nap that's gonna happen so for sure i'm on that game plan <laughs> <laughs> count me in too yeah well tell me something on your bucket list oh i really want to go it's always travel for me i mean i love to travel and i love to see new places um I really want to go to like West Africa and I want to go to Senegal and Mali and hear some of that music like played there and how it's played there or not. Hello, kitty cat. <laughs> um, even Nigeria. Like I'd love to go. Uh, Fela Kuti has like a whole and Femi, his son um, and the whole Kuti family. They have a whole like club there. I'd love to just go to that club and, dance for all night long and 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 uh so yeah africa is kind of on my bucket list and like morocco and out like all of north and west africa that's a place that i've just always wanted to travel to um another bucket list i mean i i'd like to do u.s like full u.s tour yeah. and european tour for sure so again, travel. So some may I'll make I'll take the guitar to Africa too and make that happen somehow. But yeah, yeah, you have Absolutely. full U.S. tour. Like get the van or the camper van or whatever it is and just <laughs> the go. RV. You know, but just do it. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Hi, kitty. What's the kitty cat's name? So this this is Tigger. Uh, she likes to come and visit during interviews. Uh, she's Hi, so Tigger. Cute. She's like she was meowing and scratching, but she was like doing the little paw things. So I'm like, okay, I'll pick you up. I'll pick you up. Come here. Nice. So, which usually she'll just jump right on the desk. So you know that was nice that she was <laughs> being cute and kind and pawing yeah. and meowing and so just jumping on the desk and probably knocking something off because that's what cats do. That's that yeah. is what they do. Yeah. Yeah. Pause your internet sweetheart. connection. All kinds of stuff yeah absolutely so yeah say so i'm not too much trouble i just need attention and she does this during work meetings and it's funny because they're like we're gonna start doing more with the camera on i'm like really <laughs> like great so what do you think well i think i'm gonna pet the cat oh you want me to talk about work oh my bad sorry <laughs> that's awesome no, i think they might be they might be used to her now because she'll come up and she'll just meow really loudly into the microphone i'm like um tigger says hi like i i <laughs> yeah that's how it Fun. works right? yeah we don't have cats my husband's allergic to cats so we have a uh we have a puppy dog oh what kind Susie. of puppy do you have Susie q she is insane she's um her mother was feral and about twice or three times a year uh she so she lives in on top of a mountain in kanawha county west virginia her mother does and they can't trap her. They've been trying to trap her for five years, but she won't go in the traps. And they can't dart her because there are too many coyotes up in the woods. So if they dart her, the coyotes will kill her. So they just, this there's this one rescue group that just monitors when she's pregnant. And every time she has a litter, she has a litter underneath this abandoned house up on the top of the mountain. And they go and get the puppies. And so Susie Q is one of those puppies. And uh, she's predominantly collie and pit bull so she looks wow. like a um she looks like kind of a australian shepherd or a border collie but she's um acts like a pit bull so very like <laughs> into her toys and bouncy and yep. running around and all that stuff so she's pretty funny so <laughs> a lot of energy oh that is so awesome and all, all of our babies are rescues this tigger was a rescue yeah. yeah, she was outside for six months uh, when we when I met her. She mm -hmm. was uh, flea tick infested, and I'm like, she's at the time she was trying to rub on me, and I'm like, oh no, no, little sweet kitty, you have all these uh, things on you, and I'm like, um, oh, yeah. yeah. So, but yeah, 
Yeah, she's so sweet. She's 19 now. We'll be 19 this year. Wow. So, 19. Yeah. That's amazing. And she's and she's pretty healthy. My fact she can't hear, you know, but other than that, she's just yeah. Pretty wow. good. And obviously you can see the arthritis in the hips when she jumps like all animals as they, yeah. you know. Yeah. See, yeah. and then I love to slap the puppies because I can. Doesn't take anyone's <laughs> crap, don't you? See, nope. You're special. My so, mom had a, a Siamese that lived to be 22 or 23. Oh my goodness. It was crazy. Yeah. Yeah. So cute. So she's going to live forever. Some of these, you know. She looks really well, healthy. Yeah, she is. She's just a happy cat and whatever she wants, we try to, you know, make her happy. That's all. Yay. That's it. That's all you can do. Love animals and make right. them happy, right? Exactly. That's what we're here for. We're here for the animals, not <laughs> the other way around. They that's are in charge. Job. We just live here in their house and pay for it and <laughs> we're their servants. That's how it yep. works. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> oh. So if you could be any person or a position like a CEO or accountant or whatever, surgeon, maybe who or what position would you want to be for the day and why? For a day, just for a day, just for a day. Like if you want to keep Dolly Parton for the day, just to understand what, what she thinks and how things work with her. And, you know, wow. I just use that because wow. I, I would love to be her for the day. Just, just that's pretty um, good one. Dolly Parton for uh, a day would be pretty good. Yeah. You know, I mm -hmm. heard a, um, there was an interview with, I think it was Jane Fonda, but it may have been Lily Tomlin where, you know, they got to be really good friends when they were filming nine to five and they're still mm -hmm. really good friends. And, um, but neither of them has ever seen her out of makeup without a wig on. Like, so even like if they, you know, knocked on the door at four o'clock in the morning and she's in bed, she does not come down the stairs until she's Dolly Parton. Like no one but her husband has ever seen anybody like has, has ever seen her just without not as Dolly Parton. Isn't that nuts? Um, that is. If that is. I but I think be... that's just her, like, I think, you know, persona, though, like, that's just... You know, where some know. people have to have she the full makeup be on before person. they can go out in the world. And yeah. Yep. Uh, who would I be for one day? Wow. <sighs> that is a crazy, crazy question or a position to be in for one day. Man. Um, I don't know. <laughs> I, uh, wow. That's such an interesting question man i it would be i don't know i'm pretty happy being me who, who else but just for one day like ah uh, gosh yeah, like, you know you know um i've been trying to um enlighten myself as to the struggles of people of color in this country mm -hmm. um and I think I would probably like to walk around the world as a black man or a black woman for a day, anyone, just to see what the world is like from their perspective. I think that would help. Cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I'll get to the last of the 20 crazy questions. Okay. Do you, do you have any um, words of wisdom that you live by? And if so, what are they? Cool. Um, wow. Let's see. Be kind. Just be kind. That's really the most important thing, right? Be kind. Unfail unfailingly kind. And, uh, and, you know, we all have those thoughts where we're not kind. But I think if you, that's kind of like a mantra that I have. If you can step back away from the those thoughts that we all have and think about it from a kindness perspective everybody wins you know and that's what i tell my kids in the classroom like first rule of this classroom is always be kind always 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 and any other rule should be easy to follow after that one you know so right? kindness is kindness is i guess my religion <laughs> my <laughs> mantra and i i strive to be, to live in kindness and walk in kindness. Oh, I love it. 
And that is so true. You just, yeah. yeah. If the rest of the world was just kind all, you know, and really took that time yep. to step back and be kind and it, the world it's not be even nice. more amazing. Nice and kind are not the same thing. <laughs> People right? mistake niceness for kindness because sometimes I'm not nice, but I am always kind. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes I'm blunt in a way that would not be perceived as kind or as nice, nice, but I am kind, you know, if it doesn't need to be said, I don't say it. So oh, or I try not to. I like, we I always like blunt try. honesty. All we can do is try, right? We're human. So exactly. Exactly. That's yeah. so true. So obviously we're coming to the end of this year, but what does 2023 look like for you? What have you been up oh, to? Man. What's happening? Obviously it's still working and all the crazy Oh, I think we froze again. For 2023 began. So I'm, I want to see where those go. What's that? Oh, I froze again. Oh, my back. You froze again. Yeah. Oh, my back. <laughs> You're back. Hello. Okay. Back. Good to see you. So, How are you doing? <laughs> uh, 2023, I, I have all these new songs and I just, some of them are unfinished. Most of them are unfinished. So I just want to see how those evolve and change and see what happens with those. Like maybe it'll be an album. Maybe it'll just be like individual single releases. Maybe it'll be an EP. I'm not really sure what's going to happen with them, but I'm excited to have so much new material to work with. And um, yeah, I'm excited to play some more shows with the band. Like we're sounding really good these days. Um, yeah. So, and I'm just, um, uh, I am grateful and thankful to still be on this musical journey that I started when I was three <laughs> years old <laughs> in the church choir. And um, so just more of that in 2023, more of that, take my music to new places and, and create new music. So, yeah. Wonderful. I know I'm looking forward to the new music. Always Thanks. love new music. So uh, we're excited, and you gotta make sure you let us know so we can uh, do a here here first uh, with uh, Crazy Women Country. Yeah, definitely, definitely will for sure. It's been a pleasure having you on today, Annie, and you're welcome back anytime. Ah, uh, thanks, Donna. It's been so great talking with you. This has been really, really wonderful. Yay! I'm I'm a fan of Crazy Women Country, and uh, and I appreciate anybody that's that's supporting women especially crazy country women out there in, in the world. So yeah, keep rolling, keep, keep giving us space and giving us voices. And thank you so much. Thank you. And thank you friends for joining us for another episode. Make sure you go check out the links in the descriptions and have a great day. If you enjoyed today's episode of crazy women country, don't forget to give us a thumbs up. Be sure to click the subscribe button for new interviews weekly. And thank you, friends, for joining us today on Crazy Women Country, where women's voices matter.